Well, if you hear a weird, like, scratchy sound, uh, it's just my beard. It's got many things to say. This is a story about a girl named Molly Goes around off the trolley Drinks cider and a dolly She can't get over you There's nothing that she will do Now she's off sniffing glue So this week I am here with someone new um, Another random new person that I've collected from the internet Another stamp in my passport of weirdos <laughs> that I seem to randomly find online. So introduce yourself for everyone. Hello, I'm I'm internet weirdo number four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that already. It's like, yeah, he's just some weird guy. You know, give me, you know, I've got to work uphill now. I've got to win him back. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm, uh, I'm Matthew Wilmot. I, um, I guest on, uh, Intercomics podcast. Um, most weeks, uh, I'm the angry Frenchman, the French connection, <laughs> as my as my host Jack Chambers would say. Um, yeah, I'm basically just the angry man on the internet. I'm the guy the internet was built for. <laughs> I'm I'm usually miserable, and it's the best place for me to vent. Well, that's what the internet was yeah. made for. Yeah, <laughs> and you can find me uh, at Geek Without Fear on Twitter and see exactly what I mean. It's just angry rant after angry rant <laughs> with random Groot stuff thrown in with random Groot stuff thrown in <laughs> you know what no, nobody's life is going to be worth living unless there's Groot in there somewhere exactly but you're also a writer as I've seen from stalking you online yeah I, <laughs> I try I try desperately uh, cu- currently it's mainly um I mean, the reviews and stuff, we just launched a um, a website for the Intercomics podcast, so I'm posting on there fairly regularly, and my own writing, my fiction stuff, has dwindled in the last uh, couple of months. The summer came by, and I thought, great, free time, you know, I'm going to go do stuff, and I just ended up sitting in my room sulking because I don't like the sun. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm going to hide inside, and instead of you know being productive, I just sat there, really hot, complaining about the sun. <laughs> it's like, why, why do we have to have a, a summer? Why can't we just go straight from spring to autumn to winter again? I just wish we could just have like fall all year. That would that would be, that would be great. Yeah, <laughs> the, the last couple of days here, if people can't tell, I am actually from England. Uh, last couple of days here, it's been sort of, you know, it's been been quite cool with a little breeze, a little bit of rain, and it's been nice. It's been just just pleasant, you know. We're in that nice part where all the leaves are changing now. Yeah. Until maybe a couple of weeks from now, when they'll just be like gross and dead and on the ground and sloppy. But yeah. right now, it's all pretty and orange and red everywhere for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, th- this is the time to go outside and enjoy nature. Not during the summer, where <laughs> it's it's too hot. The, the sun is always up in your grill, no matter which way you stand. But There's flies. How hot yeah. can it get in England? Is England uh, pretty it just hot. rain all the time? No, 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 no. <laughs> last, last couple of summers, we've had really good summers. Uh, we, you know, I mean, I'll be honest, our heat waves are usually like, what? I'm, try- I'm trying to think of it in, in, in American 
Uh, I'm in Canada, so I use Celsius, so. Oh, that's alright then. So, <laughs> we're talking like 30, 30 yeah, C. That's about what we get. Um, you know, 90 Fahrenheit thereabouts. Those people who don't use the real scale for things. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- I mean, 30 when there's no breeze and the sun's out, it's 30 is pretty hot. We get up to about 40 sometimes. Well, sometimes there we go. Humid- and when the humidity is like 100% too, so it's really gross. See, this is the thing. We don't have humidity. Yeah. At least not like you guys do. I was in, um, I was in New York like a month ago and I spent the whole time complaining about the humidity. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, this place is fantastic. I love it to pieces, but you know, the, the, the Americans, they don't, they don't like, they don't like many things. Okay. No. They're, us- <laughs> they're usually off starting a conflict with somebody. Why have they not tracked down the person who invented humidity and sort of launched a missile into them because <laughs> i don't know how how people stand it it's i mean air conditioning is the single greatest thing in the universe but you go outside and you just hit with a wall of horrible sticky heat yeah you know I, I i like it over here we don't really have humidity and when we do it's like three percent you know you don't even notice not a hundred percent like here <laughs> yeah so you know we, we have like tiny tiny humidity you know <laughs> is that your beard again <laughs> yeah yeah that'll be the beard yeah i apologize in advance the, the beard has a mind of its own it, 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 it'll it'll scratch away all day just just if you ignore it it'll just you know it'll go away i won't be mean like jack i'll just leave it in <laughs> uh, see that's the greatest thing about jack he you know bless him he, he does edit out all the times when he's yelling at me for my beard he's, he's, he's not you know he's not being like overly mean he's just like we'll mow your beard Oh yeah, sorry. He's like, you dick. Maybe he's just I, jealous I, of your beard. I don't know, he's got a pretty good beard going. He's, you know, he's at least one to rival mine. <laughs> Easily. Yeah, I'd, I'd say they're, they're par. And he's, he's several years younger than I am, which makes me even more envious of him. <laughs> yeah, mine didn't kick in until I was about 27. Oh. That, that's how bad my beard growing skills are. <laughs> I love seeing like, the poor little high school boys that try and grow a beard and it's all these little tiny patchy spots and they're so proud of it. That's what mine was like until a couple of years ago. Now imagine being like, you know, in your mid twenties <laughs> and you've got a high school beard. This, this is the thing, you know, this is why I have self-esteem issues. <laughs> because of your beard? Yeah, I was the guy at high school that had like that, you know, that sort of like dirty top lip mustache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was me. I, I had it for a while. I was like, yeah, I got a mustache. I'm cool. <laughs> and then, you know, September rolls around and you're really proud of it. You've been growing it all summer. And there's that one kid who comes in who just has a full beard. <laughs> He's just like, you know, no, that's it. I'm shaving now. You walk around with your hand over your face the whole day so no one can yeah. see it. I guess beards are probably a bigger deal in England than here. <laughs> I don't know. Is it, whenever, is it like a, I, a status symbol? Yeah. When, whenever I think of Canadian men, I think of, you know, oh, either tree fellas or hockey players, and both of them tend to have amazing beards. The lumberjacks? Yeah, lumberjacks. <laughs> yeah, they've got some pretty amazing beards. And they dress in women's clothing? And they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can see that, and especially like the plaid jackets and the... Yeah. The hats with the, like, flaps over the ears and then their big lumberjack beard. 
I've been trying to find a good deer stalker for a long time now. <laughs> I, I, I desperately need a hat so that I can have flaps over the ears. I'm tired of my ears getting cold. I've got a pretty sweet one that I got for like 15 bucks from a, a store here. It's like the fake fur on the inside and it's got the big flaps that go down underneath. Super cheap. It was like $15. See, we just don't get that. If I want something like that, I have to, I have to have it imported. <laughs> and it's just, you know what, it's just not worth it after that. But do you think with like, sheep, that someone would make them in England? Yeah, but the, there's the thing about, you know, sheep and the United Kingdom is that the Welsh have a particular relationship with sheep. Yeah, so they don't make stuff out of them. Yeah, they, uh, they do other things to them. <laughs> But, it, but it's too early in the day to get into that. With the one rubber just, boot. Yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> so they can't run away. If anyone's curious, just Urban Dictionary, you know, Welsh and sheep. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's that's... pretty well known. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work with a guy from New Zealand and it was the same thing over there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, uh, one of the girls that I was at um, film school with, um, she was from New Zealand, and I forget just what the number was of the ratio of people to sheep. Oh yeah. But I'm sure it was it was something ridiculous, like a thousand sheep for every person. Yep. You know how the how the hell does that happen? You got this, you know, you got an island where you know there's hobbits and elves running around. You just let sheep dominate. Mm-hmm. You know, sort that shit out. Well, there's not very many people. There's only like a hundred people that live in New Zealand. True. And the rest are just sheep. Maybe that's why the hobbits and elves went free for so long, because there wasn't enough people to go looking for them. <laughs> just sheep that they ran into. Yeah. So it didn't like, really matter. <laughs> yeah. I can't find any hobbits, because there's sheep everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm being good today. It's it's Sunday. It's the Lord's Day <laughs> for for people who go in for that. So I thought, I'll try, I'll try my best to, to curb my sailor tongue. <laughs> uh, Save it for Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, save it for Twitter. Um, Twitter just gets out of hand. Yeah, well, the, I posted the thing on Twitter a couple of days ago. Um, it was I, I found it when I was going back through my timeline of uh, one of my friends, Chris, who lives uh, down in Miami. Uh, down in Miami, lives in uh, sorry Tampa. Sorry, lives down in Tampa, and uh, he put a thing on looking for me with the hashtag Find Wilmot. <laughs> um, and he's like, you know, last scene of Greenland, his average height, average build, miserable and cunty. <laughs> and I'd forgotten all about it, and I was just laughing for like 20 minutes looking at it. And the, the picture on it is a picture of um, his hand solo on Hoth, oh, riding yeah. the Tauntaun, looking for <laughs> looking for Luke. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm reposting this. This is brilliant. Yeah, and then I usually just jump in randomly to things on Twitter, too. <laughs> that yeah. turned horrible. Yeah. You've become the new Georgie uh, at at Tokyo Tranny Boy. He uh, he just likes to take things to weird places, and you've replaced him. He he seems like he's old and boring now. You you just you just take me stuff there. Well, yeah. I'll just be going through Twitter, and like I don't know if it's just like I have the sixth sense for it, or I'll just like be on when I happen to see like stuff, or I'll just like post things and turn it into pervy discussions. <laughs> That's just kind yeah. of what I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen eventually if you get it out of the way. It's a, I think it's a good thing. You could probably market that. And I'm, I'm kind of lucky where we are. We just got fiber optic put in oh, um, nice. a couple of months ago. 
and for a while I was, I was, I was just testing it. It's like, I'm going to see how fast this baby goes. <laughs> and, and now if I have to wait more than sort of like five seconds for it to buffer, I'm like fucking in in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're holding back on me. So I instantly go and run speed tests. It's like, no, it's, it's still sort of really good. Oh, it must be the service then, stupid Netflix. Yeah. yeah, or whoever it is I'm trying to use that day. It's funny, too, like, you know, getting so mad at, like, the speeds now, and I remember downloading songs on dial-up, and I was oh, like, yeah. sweet, it's only going to take an hour for this three-megabyte song. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, um, God, what is it now? It's, it's, it's far too many years ago to try and count. We went from, um, we went from, like, 56K to broadband which at the time was about 512 i think and downloading episodes of south park (laughs) and it's like oh my god it takes 30 minutes to download now instead of like six hours this is amazing so you could sort of you know if your computer was good enough you could download an episode watch it and set the other one downloading to oh yeah so you could sort of watch an episode as you were waiting for the other one to come if you timed it just right, it was almost seamless. Yeah. But thinking thinking back now to you know to that, and we just got video on demand. Yeah. See exactly. why did why didn't anyone download anything? People are stupid. I still download stuff now, but that's because of stuff that's not on Netflix or Hulu. Yeah. Movies and ones that have like you know only been out for a little bit in theaters, I'll download them. Yeah. And watch them and pirate everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone does it. There's there's no judgment. Um, I, I, I work in a store is what I do as my, you know, day job. Um, I think you should have them over there. I work in a HMV. Yeah, we have them. Isn't there still a HMV Canada? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I work there and the more often than not, you just hear people walking around the store grumbling because of the prices. It's just like, <laughs> oh, I'll just get it online. <laughs> Although my favorite is people assume that eBay is where you get everything. <laughs> they think e- they think eBay is a search engine. So y- you you say, oh well, you know, I, if you don't know the name of this movie or anybody that's in it, I really can't help you. Yeah. So you need to go look online, and they just go, oh, look on eBay. It's like, e- eBay isn't a search engine, you morons. Oh, so how like, do you get uh... to eBay? <laughs> that's like my friend where I told her to get a new um, cell phone case on eBay and she's like oh I don't want a used one I'm like it's not just used stuff <laughs> yeah. the number of times I have to explain to people it's like no 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 go to eBay at the end mm-hmm. when all the other places you've gone to don't have it then go to eBay yeah exactly <laughs> eBay's like the last resort website you want to get it from China yeah <laughs> But you know what? They've got some pretty good shipping out of China. Yeah, you want to wait forever. Yeah, well, see, I don't know. I've, what was it? I bought, um, I bought some screen protectors for my phone um, a couple of months ago, and they came within about three days. Oh, that's pretty good. And I was like, from China, that's amazing. I've had stuff come from England, which takes longer than three days, and you could walk across our country. That's how small it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I always find that strange, too, because, like, if I'm getting stuff online, you know, from, well, I've got stuff from China, and it'll be, like, pretty cheap shipping, and it'll come maybe, like, a week or two. If I want to send stuff to England, it's, like, a million dollars, and it's going to take a month to get there. Yeah. Which I don't understand. Especially for Canada, because it's, like, well, it's still technically Commonwealth. <laughs> we should have better shipping to England. 
We should. We should, yeah. I think we should have an underground sea railroad. If I'm perfectly honest, there should be a tube under the ocean. <laughs> it just goes straight to Canada. That would be ridiculous to drive in. <laughs> but, but how awesome would it be? You're driving down the underwater road. There's sharks and whales and shit going on. You know, some Terrifying. Nazi U-boats. It'd be great. It'd be amazing. And then a couple of years later, they'd make a disaster movie. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, Stallone would be in it, and he'd be, I don't know, some ex-scuba diver who's been called back into the service because he's the only person who can do it. Basically, <laughs> I just want to remake Daylight. That's all I want to do. <laughs> I want to remake Daylight. I love Daylight. Really. With an underground tunnel to yeah, Canada. Yeah, <laughs> un- underground tunnels to Canada, and, like, one of the set pieces will be there's some, you know, there's some friendly dolphins... And they've gotten into the tunnel and they're swimming along and it turns out they're not friendly dolphins. They're like, you know, <laughs> secret government dolphins that have been taught to attack. And, you know, they're having to, you know, it's just Stallone bare knuckle boxing dolphin. <laughs> Explain to me how that wouldn't make a great movie. Well, he's like 80 years old now. He is, but he's still making movies and people are still going to see these movies. But I don't understand why. The Expendables are horrible movies. They are horrible movies, but they're great movies at the same time. The 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 horrible movies in the fact that they're stupid action movies, but they're stupid action movies, and that's what makes them great. You know, you don't you know exactly what you get in when you sign up for a Expendables movie. You know everything will blow up, even if it's not supposed to. Yeah, there's going to be a ton of one-liners and more ammunition spent than the entirety of both (laughs) both wars. Yeah. If you want something highbrow, you don't watch The Expendables. You watch something. <laughs> but so, some some days you just want to sit there and just watch stuff explode. I prefer to watch B-horror movies. I like those. Yeah, I can dig it. The best one I think I ever saw was Ginger Dead Man 3, Saturday Night Cleaver. Oh my god, that sounds incredible. And Gary Busey does the voice of a gingerbread man. <laughs> I love I love Gary Busey. I do. It's it's easily one of the best B movies I've ever seen in my life, and I don't oh, want to spoil it, it, so you should totally watch it. There's a <laughs> there's a movie. Practically no one I've ever met has ever heard of this movie, but my brother found it on eBay. <laughs> Going back to eBay, he found it on eBay. With we're talking what. 14 years ago at least it was on cassette that's how long ago it was it was on vhs and it came in one of those old x rental boxes which were yeah the bigger than all the other ones and it's called french quarter undercover weird right and this this is the the starting point of our 45 minute rule for movies (laughs) because 45 minutes is the longest we could ever manage watching that movie this is how bad it was. <laughs> my my favourite scene, the one that sticks out the most in the first 45 minutes, because we never got any further than that, <laughs> is there's a camera on the street and you follow this car driving from, you know, from the horizon all the way down the street. And it sort of, the camera follows it and it parks up outside this bar. Guy gets out of the car, walks into the bar, cuts to the like, interior of the bar, Another panning shot, you follow the guy from the entrance all the way over to the other side of the bar, and there's two other guys sat in a booth. 
And the guy who was in the car just goes, oh, the chief had told me you'd find me here. <laughs> and then it cuts to the inside of the police station and they're about to do an interrogation. <laughs> so this whole thing lasted five minutes and that's all you get. It's, it's, whole set up for nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. It's so, so good. Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, 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 I... I just remember one as well, one called The Intruder. The Intruder. The Intruder. Basically, it was a Rambo knockoff. Oh, wow. The main character in it was called Rambo. (laughs) I I swear to Christ, Rambo. Wow. And it's... It it looked like it was made in sort of like Southeast Asia. Oh, yeah. And he's got this amazing 1980s synth-pop soundtrack. And... The opening sequence is Rambo taking out some of the local thugs with an orange. <laughs> he's walking down the street. Oh he's got his ba- this bag full of oranges and these sort of, these tough guys sort of come out of nowhere. He's basically walking down a dirt road that's just miles long and there's nothing in, nothing can be seen. And all of a sudden these thugs show up and they knock these oranges out of his hand and he picks one up <laughs> off the floor. And he takes them down by throwing this one orange. He doesn't use multiple oranges, one orange. He throws one orange at them and it bounces back and he catches it. Wow. Like it's some kind of Super Bowl. <laughs> and he just takes them down using that. And it doesn't break. It doesn't break. It's <laughs> it's perfectly fine. It again, another VHS classic. If you can find these movies, <laughs> they they are the best way to spend a Saturday night with your friends. I think Saturday night, Cleaver, we watched with our friends, was just like, it is easy, it's it's so ridiculous, and it's, I guess there was other ones before that with the Gingerbread Man, because it was three, but I'd never seen the other ones, and this was on Netflix we randomly found, and it's like, Gingerbread Man, who's evil, and he goes back in time to like the 70s to like a roller disco, so he's killing everyone at the roller disco, and he needs to get some other time machine or something, it's just, oh, it's so ridiculous. But to see, like, this little gingerbread man, like, picking up, like, knives and axes and stuff and murdering people. (laughs) And, okay, well, it'll kind of spoil the ending, but the best part is he goes back in time, and then you don't, like, see him for a bit, and then he comes back, and he brings back with him Hitler, Charles Manson, and Lizzie Borden. And at the end, they're all roller skating together. (laughs) Now, now that is just a beautiful image. (laughs) It was so great just to see Hitler roller discoing with Charles Benson. That's that, that's that's just a movie of someone who had a dream. Yeah, and they, they were like the little engine that could, and they're like, you know, one day I'm gonna put, I'm gonna have a movie where I've got Hitler, <laughs> Charles Manson, and Lizzie Borden roller skating with a gingerbread man. Yeah. we were and watching bet- it, and we we're just like, I I don't understand what's happening here. You don't need to understand. You just have to sit there and let it all wash over you. That's like the movie Rubber. <laughs> have you seen Rubber? Yeah, I've seen Rubber. Rubber is excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like, no reason. Yeah. I remember someone pitching it to me just before it came out. I was like, I don't I don't understand. So it's a it's a tire? And then we sat down and watched it and I was just like, this film makes total sense. Yeah. This, this this film again it's sort of someone just woke up and you know for a fact it was like three in the morning yep. they woke up and they were sweaty 
you know, I have to make a movie about a, a rubber tire. <laughs> and, you know, that no one believed in them. And, you know, their wife probably left them and took the kids <laughs> and the dog. And he's like, you know what? I'll show you all. I'll make this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and there's like the people that are watching it murder people with its mind. Like it, ugh, it's so bizarre. Yeah. And it tries to kill itself in the swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what? These are the best kind of movies. I, um, oh, what's it called, man? I remember watching one called Frogs. Yes, I've seen Frogs. Yeah, well, it's all <laughs> set in that sort of, like, Louisiana plantation house. Yeah. And for the first hour, <laughs> nothing happens. Yeah. It's just a bunch of people in this house getting drunk and talking to one another. And every so often, it would cut away to a shot of a frog. Or a lizard. <laughs> or an alligator. Yeah. Or something. Just, just not doing anything. Just sitting there and then all hell break loose there was this other one we watched it was some I can't remember what it was called but it was like kids having a party at a cabin somewhere like on a lake or whatever like typical high school thing and then a bunch of the kids were like okay well you know it's getting late we better go home now and it was still daylight and half of them <laughs> left <laughs> and we're like why are they leaving and there was like some like serial killer that was you know typical and hiding in the bushes and stuff like sneak it up on the party and you see like all these cars leaving and it looks like it's like six o'clock and they're all going home except for like the one main group of kids but we're like why are they leaving it's daylight i don't understand obviously um, those were the kids who got really strict parents <laughs> yeah exactly well it's six o'clock ready to go home now i'll see you later <laughs> they're clearly fine with the underage drinking and the partying and everything but yeah. ooh, don't be doing it after dark yeah exactly yeah. You make sure you're Satan home for dinner. <laughs> Just, I was one of those kids, though, growing up. It's like, I'll go out and, you know, have fun with my friends, but I kind of want to go home and eat dinner at some point. So <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, see you later. And then meet up with them the day after. It's like, oh, man, it was crazy. We, like, flipped a car and stuff. <laughs> I was like, well, I had, you know, mashed potatoes and sausages. <laughs> I, had a pretty, I had a pretty good meal. And then we had pie for dessert, you know? <laughs> that beats car crashes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it does. I would much rather have a delicious meal than go out and have fun. <laughs> that, that's how much of an old man I am now. I can't wait till I get to the point when I'm really old, where I can just eat before everyone else. <laughs> so I can I can go and eat at like four in the afternoon. That'd be great. Get that early bird special in. When we have a. Sunday dinner at my parents' house. We go over like three o'clock and we eat at like four o'clock, and then we're home by five. Yeah. <laughs> See, uh, that's in our house. We always had this thing where Sunday lunch was it was Sunday lunch, and we used to eat it at you near know, one in the afternoon. And I loved that as a kid growing up. It's, it's like you have this giant like meal in the middle of the day, yeah. and then when it got round to dinner time, you, you're like. I'm just going to go make a sandwich. And there was something exciting for me about eating a sandwich when you should be eating a full meal. <laughs> it, you know, it's like eating cake before you actually have anything else. I used to love it. I thought it was great. And then we got to a point where we stopped. And, like, my brother and my sister, they'd gone off to university. And we were like, oh, well, we're going to have it later in the day because they're going to come back home on a Sunday and stay with us for a week. So yeah. we're going to have it when they get home. I was like, but I want to have a sandwich. I don't. Want, I don't want to eat this giant meal. In my mind, I've already eaten it. I'm not hungry anymore. It's like having breakfast for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. 
See, th- this is why I'm sad and alone, because these are the things <laughs> my brain decides to worry about. You know, it's, it's, it's not, you know, finding girls or anything like that. It's like, when can I have a sandwich? That's the most important thing on my mind this week. See, and sandwiches are a big deal, because as I talked about on the, the Time Travel Sandwiches podcast, <laughs> I'll make a sandwich out of almost anything. I told Jack about my horrible spaghetti sandwiches, (laughs) which kind of fucked with his head a little bit. When you say spaghetti, do you mean, like, actual pasta spaghetti or spaghetti from a tin? No, actual, like, if I have, like, leftover spaghetti from, like, dinner, and then the next day I'll make it into a sandwich, I'll put it on some toast. No, that's perfectly sensible (laughs) to me. Because he was uh... like, that's carbs on more carbs, and I was like, Yeah. yeah. But this is the thing. He's a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't eat protein. He should be pro-carbs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I put a thing on Twitter yesterday saying, um, basically, I don't trust anyone who won't put shepherd's pie between two slices of bread. See, that sounds delicious. Yeah. And he's basically just mashed potato and you know, ground beef mm. in bread. Yeah. And, and it's amazing. That's what I, yeah. spaghetti sandwiches are like. It's leftover spaghetti. Yeah. And you pile it up on some nice toast. Yeah. See, I've not done it with spaghetti, but I've done it with lasagna. Yeah. Leftover lasagna. I've done that too. That's, that's a tremendous sandwich, that See, is. Cause, there's someone cause else you, who makes sandwiches out of pasta. <laughs> yeah. It's because you get all the deliciousness of pasta, you know, spaghetti or lasagna or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's in sandwich form. Yeah. It's, it's The sandwich is the best way to eat anything. Exactly. Because there's no mess when you're done. There's no skins, there's no bones or anything. You just shove it all in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about it. You don't need a plate. No, you don't need a plate. <laughs> you can use your hand yep. or no plate at all. Yep, you don't need forks and knives or anything. No. <laughs> it's like, okay, where, where do you stand on the eating a burger rule? Because I know people who will they'll, they'll eat a burger with a knife and fork. Why? That's horrible. That's what I say. And they're like, oh, well... <laughs> I'm going to get it everywhere if I don't. It's like, that's half the fun of a burger. <laughs> Especially a Big Mac. Yeah. <laughs> the whole inside ends up out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you, if you go, if you go and get a burger and it doesn't end up either all over the tray that you've ordered it on or on yourself, you know, you've not got a good burger. Exactly. <laughs> I think the, o- the only times I can, I can tolerate a knife and a fork is when you go to those places that make those giant stacked burgers. That's, but just what you do is you smush them down. Yeah, but even then, sometimes you just can't, you just can't do it. <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking like, you know, a couple, a couple of burgers and like a chicken fillet. Yeah. And, you know, half a child or something. I don't know what they put in those things. <laughs> baby but arm. You, yeah, baby arm or something. I don't know. But, you know, sometimes you just get one that's, you know, those that are so big they come with a giant steak knife stuck through them to keep them yeah. upright. Those I'll, I'll allow to be eaten with a knife and fork, <laughs> just because you can't you can't actually get your hands all the way around them. Yeah, that's acceptable. But if it's just a regular burger, for those people that eat pizza with a knife and fork, yeah, that that's ridiculous too. I, I, I don't understand. It, it, it boggles the mind. It's already cut up. Exactly. <laughs> You've got a place to hold it at the end. It's called the crust. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's little the single holder. greatest thing ever. <laughs> You can even get them filled with, like, cheese and meat and everything now. See, and that's the weird part, the cheese stuffed crust, because you either, you have to eat the crust first, and then you have nowhere to hold the pizza, and if you eat it last, by the time you get there, the cheese is usually solid and cold. 
See, I think you're eating the wrong kind of pizza. <laughs> I've never had that. Maybe I eat my pizza too fast. Maybe. I, know, <laughs> I never have that. Like a <laughs> I, uh, what, oh, what did I see? In, um, when I was in New York, I saw an advert for, um, is it Little Caesars? Yeah. And they do a pretzel crusted pizza now. Yep, they just started having that. And my brain exploded. <laughs> Same as there's the one where it's like, um, cheesy bites crust. Where the pizza breaks off into little bites of like cheesy breadsticks. I'm so hungry for pizza. <laughs> and I think it's Boston Pizza that was like putting out this recipe online for pizza cake, where it's basically like three or four pizzas stacked up on top of each other, like a cake. See, why are these people not given medals? That's what I want. <laughs> for pizza cake, and Boston Pizza has uh, pizza burgers, where it's pizza. It's like a pizza pocket almost. Yeah. But it's like a burger in the middle. So it's a burger wrapped in pizza. Nice. Which is, it was okay, but it was like really filling. Wasn't there one that used like a tiny mini pizza as the bottom of the bun? Or did I dream that? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you dreamt that. <laughs> I mean, I've, got, I've got it in my head that this thing actually, it's like one of those little like, you know, Chicago town pizzas you can yeah. buy at the supermarket. Just like one of those is the bottom of the bun, and then they build a burger on top of it. Mm, I don't know. Unless it's some weird thing over there. Yeah, maybe. It seems like it'd be more like an American thing, though. Yeah. But you are talking... It's talking confusing, the... because deep-fried Mars bars seems like an American thing to me. Yeah, but gotta love the Scots. Like, it's weird that that would be something that's Scottish, because I'm like, no, it's American... Americans deep fry butter. <laughs> oh my god. They have in like in the southern states at their fairs you can yeah. buy deep fried butter. <laughs> that, that that is that is actually the thing that may put me off of food. I think they found something that I don't want to eat. <laughs> we used to have um deep fry parties. We haven't had one for a while. But we get, like, a turkey, and we have, like, the big turkey deep fryer, so it's a big metal pot that, you know, yeah. basically put out in the garage and fry turkey in. But then we just, like, deep fry other things, too. So we do, like, you know, French fries and vegetables and stuff. And then it got to be one time we made deep-fried pickles, um, jalapeno poppers, which are, like, stuffed jalapenos deep-fried. And then my friend decided to make deep-fried lemon wedges, which I didn't understand why you deep fry fruit. <laughs> and then my I other know, friend... Like, because they can. <laughs> yeah. That's precisely why they did it. It's and the same then... reason why they deep fried a Mars bar. Well, because they could. We had um, my one friend, he decided to deep fry Werther's caramel. <laughs> and it actually came back up to the top. I thought it would just sink to the bottom yeah. and kind of like burn. But no, it floated back up and he ate it. <laughs> How was it? He said it was pretty good, that it was like melty. Yeah. And then I kind of grossed him out by saying I wanted to deep fry um, a double down. I don't know if you have those at K. Do you have KFC there? Uh, yeah, yeah, we got KFC. Have you ever? Do you? They have the double downs over there. Or is that just like a North American thing? I or, don't think so. It's like a chicken burger, but instead of buns, it's chicken burgers. So it's like two chicken burger patties with like the like sauce and stuff in between the two chicken burger patties. No, we, did, I did, we don't have that. <laughs> and I told uh, him that I wanted to deep fry one of those, and he almost threw up in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, we're, if we're talking about deep frying stuff. Like, come on, it's two chicken yeah. burgers 
inside two more chicken burgers. Yeah, and then you deep fry that. Okay. We like, um <laughs> we seem to have over the last like year or two we seem to have had a big influx of barbecue joints. Oh yeah. We we've never really been a big barbecue nation. Yeah. We sort of do it in the summer, but it's never been a big thing. It's just something to do because you can. <laughs> um, oh, excuse me. Sorry. Um, but there's, um, yeah, there's a couple, like a couple of sort of, you know, chains have started up and a few individual stores have started up. And there's one in, uh, Leeds, which is, what, about 30, 40 minutes from me. And they do a, they do basically like a double stacked burger. Oh, yeah. Inside of two donuts. Wow. Like two ring donuts. <laughs> um, the last time we were up there, my friend ordered it and I don't even remember what I had. I was too busy looking at his, <laughs> just thinking, I should have got that. Wow. That seemed a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't, I think it's one of those places that doesn't put the calorie content on their menus. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, they did stress that they were two deep fried donuts. You know, wow. so they they made them properly. They weren't, they, you know, they didn't just sort of like make a bun into a donut shape. Yeah, you know. <laughs> actual donut. <laughs> yeah, full on ring donut. You know, it's a good, well, you know, maybe nearly an inch thick. You know, it's a good sized donut. Yeah, and it's just got some burger in between it. <laughs> sold completely. Sold. That definitely seems like an American thing. Yeah. In the, in Vegas, they have a heart attack cafe with like these giant, uh, like 10 pound burgers or some shit. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I've, I've heard of this. Don't they have like the, like, it's not, not just like giant burgers that they do, but they, they load them up with so many things that it's, it's basically just a death warrant. Yeah. If you go, you go and order one, they don't, they make you fill out a waiver. Yeah. It's like if you die from eating it. <laughs> We did warn you that this would kill you. Yeah, pretty much. And then they, like, give you a milkshake with it, and it's, like, two liters of milkshake. Yeah. Which seems ridiculous with, from the country that sues people over everything. Yeah. I know. We're going to make... We're basically going to make a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> with food, no less. So that's why they make you sign the waiver. <laughs> I'm sure someone's tried to get around that waiver. There'll, there'll be some lawyer that finds a way. Maybe they had to put that in because they got sued. <laughs> Maybe. That might be why. Because all they do is sue each other all the time. Yeah. Well, the other thing I actually had on my list to talk about, we actually kind of started to talk about, was 80s movies. <laughs> we started to talk about a little bit bad ones, but... Yeah. I think I think it was you that I was talking with on Twitter about like how 80s movies used to have like the best songs, montages and stuff. Yeah, I think so. I seem to remember this conversation. Or you don't really get that for movies anymore. Yeah. There'd there'd always be a bunch of people getting together to do something, usually tidy up because their parents (laughs) are on their way home. Yeah. And, yeah, you'd get some kind of fantastic montage. Or even just, like, getting ready to do something for training. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the the getting ready to go score girls montage is probably the greatest thing 80 (laughs) cent games. Um, but I, I've always, I've always thought, and I've done for a while, that sort of the 80s seem to have been a lot more daring with their cinema. Yeah. It's like, can you imagine a studio today pitching Ghostbusters? Yeah, exactly. Because it's, while, while it's seen as a comedy movie, it doesn't really play like a comedy. 
it would be a full on like horror movie today. Yeah. Would be the or only it, way. It'd be the other way and it'd be like a full on slapstick comedy. Yeah. It'd basically like that new Three Stooges movie that they did. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, can you imagine someone coming along and saying, right, well, I've got this idea and it's going to involve, uh, you know, a rock star and a bunch of puppets. Yeah. The execs are like, what's a puppet? <laughs> that, that Disney has the Muppets. Is this the same thing? You wouldn't get, you know, you wouldn't get Labyrinth. You wouldn't get Dark oh. Crystal. You, you wouldn't get Weird Science. You could literally go down the list of all your favorite 80s movies. You can guarantee that it wouldn't happen, and you wouldn't get it that way. Yeah. Breakfast like, Club, where they're just yeah. sitting in one room, and there's, like, not even music for some parts. They're just sitting there talking for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Goonies. It's like, yeah. I always forget just how many swear words are in Goonies. Yeah. That wouldn't happen today. But, well, saying that, they like to drop the F-bomb in X-Men movies. But that's to make them dark and edgy, you know. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I just think that the 80s has got a, it's got a particular, it's got a particular vibe going through all of its movies. And I don't know whether it's just people that grew up watching 80s movies and now all, you know, that we're all the same age <laughs> and we're at that point where we look back at the 80s as this magical time. Yeah. yeah. It definitely wasn't. I mean, over here we have Thatcherism. Oh, yeah. It basically destroyed half of the nation, and I live in the half that was destroyed. We live in North. <laughs> North. Um, you know, so the, the 80s was kind of horrible for a lot of the time, but 80s cinema was great. It had this, it felt like it had a real escapism quality to it. They all seemed like a big adventure. Like every movie yeah. seemed, no matter what it was, it seemed like it was like a big adventure and a big deal. Yeah. War games. Matthew Broderick in war games. Yeah. You, you know, you basically start out, it's a nerd in a house. And the nerds were cool in the 80s. Yeah. How, how a lot cooler now? Because it's like <laughs> now, basically, we've got the Big Bang Theory. That's what people think is cool. Yeah. But no, no, no. Matthew Broderick with these giant giant floppy disks. Yeah. That's cool. He was basically a hacker on a machine that's got less computing power than <laughs> the Lego Superman clock at the side of me. Yep. Exactly. Or even uh Anthony Michael Hall. All the 80s movies with him. Total nerd. Yeah. Such a nerd. I was, wa- I was actually <laughs> watching Weird Science um, a couple of months ago. It was it was on one morning on a day off, and I was like, I'm just going to sit in my pants and watch Weird Science. <laughs> I can today. I um, had a really good day like that where it was on TV randomly. It was Breakfast Club, and then it was 16 Candles, and then it was St. Elmo's Fire, and I was like, fuck yeah, I'm not leaving the house today. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just got to do it. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't had a great big movie marathon for a while now. Um. But I think the problem I always have is that I never know what I'm going to marathon. Yeah. Um. I, me and my friend, we used to, like, routinely get to the weekend and we'd go to either one, like, either one's house. And we'd be like, right, we've got three movies and we're going to watch these three movies and we're going to order pizza and we're going to have a drink and just, you know, hang out. And we did it about twice and then we never did it <laughs> after that. And it wasn't because we, you know, we we didn't want to watch movies and hang out. It's just, you know, one week we just didn't do it. Yeah. And you're like, oh well, we've kind of set precedent for getting out of it now. 
And this feels like a pretty big commitment. And all you're doing is like, you, you just go to your friend's house and like, you know what, we're just going to watch Evil Dead yeah. 1, 2, and 3 and eat pizza. It's not like it's a big stretch, you know. <laughs> um, but we, we did that for a while and that was, that was fun. And that's probably the last time I've had a big, uh, no, Halloween actually last year, last Halloween. He came up to my house and we managed about three movies. Nice. Um, what do we do? Um, we watched Paranorman because we're adults. <laughs> But it's a great movie. It is a great movie. It's, I was surprised how great it was, actually. Yeah, uh, it was really good. Uh, Paranorman, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which one? And uh, the original. Nice. Uh, I'd got a copy of it on Blu-ray. And um, I've been told that the print was really nice. So I was like, oh, I'm going to pick it. I managed to pick it up for like three pounds. Wow. Practically nothing. It was amazing. Um, so we watched that, and then we watched uh, the monochrome version of The Mist. Oh, yeah. Now, I really like The Mist anyway. I think The Mist is a really, really great little movie, but watching it in black and white, it just made it so much more creepy. Yeah. It was, so, it was such a good decision to do that. I was like, yes, well done, me. Pat myself on the back. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, that was honestly thinking about it. That was probably the last time I had a real marathon of movie watching which is kind of a shame but at the same time it's not because it means i've probably been in dumb things <laughs> instead of just sitting on my ass watching tv yeah i usually end up marathoning tv shows yeah i think the worst is i burned through game of thrones all four seasons in four or five days <laughs> which is a pretty big feat <laughs> yeah yeah i am god I'm just, I'm just rem- like as I'm thinking of things, I'm reminded of just how long ago it was now, and it makes me really sad. Uh, we're talking what six, maybe seven years ago now. My friend gave me uh, the new uh, Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah. And I did all of that in, I think I did it in two weeks. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the reason I had, the reason it took me two weeks was because he'd bought the. Was it he bought the the box that said final episodes before he bought the one that said final season? Oh, okay. So I had the very last part, but I was missing the part before. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go buy it, and he bought it, and I had to wait a few days for him to come and give it to me. <laughs> so I got to watch it before he watched it again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that that was pretty good. That was basically I'd wake up and I'd sit for you know nine ten hours a day just watching Galactica. Well, that's what it was with Game of Thrones. I burned through... I think it was like I'd watched the first few episodes of the first season and then I ended up finishing that up and then the next day I watched all of the second season and I was like talking about it online and people were like, you watched the whole second season in one day? And I was like, yep. I just wasted my whole Saturday (laughs) watching 10 hours of Game of Thrones. See, you say that though, but people used to do that with Lost. Yeah. You know, people used to get together and watch Lost all weekend, and Lost was a pretty terrible show. Yeah, I, so we at least Lost you watched weekly. Good. We didn't. We watched it as it was on TV, and it got about like two or three years in, and I was like, I might as well just finish watching it because I've watched it this far already. Might as well just finish off the series, <laughs> even though it was horrible. <laughs> um, I, I, my friend was watching it as it was on in America and he was downloading it and watching it. So it was about a year before I actually saw it. Mm-hmm. So I saw it when they just started showing it on TV over here. 
and was it the the first episode was wasn't it feature length? It was like ninety minutes. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I sat and watched that, and I was like, oh, this is yeah, this is pretty cool. I get why he was so excited about it, and it, it has got that Hobbit in. He's not just making it up. Yeah. Because for a year he was talking about the show with the Hobbit in it. Yeah. Are you are you smoking something? Yeah. <laughs> but he uh, he kept kept talking about it, and I watched it. I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. And then it was on. I think it was on on a Sunday over here. It was on on the Sunday. And by the time we got to the following Saturday, I was so burnt out by people <laughs> talking about it. I just didn't go back. It, I, I think I, it would be better if you, like, watched it all at once. Yeah. Than watching it weekly. Because there was, like, big breaks in it, too, where, like, it ended in, like, the fall or something. Or, like, in, you know, like, maybe, like, November-ish. And they'd have, like, a fall finale. And then it wouldn't be on again until March. So you'd kind of forget in between. Mm-hmm. Whereas if like watching it back on Netflix now, I started watching parts of it again. I'm like, okay, it's better watching it back to back where you can remember what's going on. To me, I'm I'm just sick of this mid season break. Mm-hmm. This the like Agents of Shield last year almost broke me <laughs> because it, you know it was on mm-hmm. for half a season, then it stopped for Christmas over here. Yeah, you know it stopped. Yeah, um, sort of like mid-December, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to come back in January, and it's going to start up again." And then it didn't come back in January. <laughs> I think it was on in. I think it was on, on over there, but it wasn't on over here. And then they bring it back, and it'd be on for two weeks, and then it'd be off for two weeks. Yeah. And it was just the least consistently shown show since Firefly. <laughs> you know, and it's it just wound me up. I was like, I can't, I can't take this. I, I, I want to watch the show. I want to get into the show, but you're making it so difficult. Yeah. I Why think, can't you just save it all up? I think it, now, it, when they do that too, it, it hurts the ratings more. And yeah. then they're like, oh, we've got bad ratings. Well, yeah, because you keep cutting it off. Yeah. I, I, I understand sort of like the finance behind the mid-season break where they, you know, they film half a season and then they take a while off and they see how much money they've got and then they look at doing more episodes. Because I don't think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got a full season until partway through its running. So I get that there's, like, finance involved and everything. It's not just they're making it, they're stopping and waiting. You know, because they were filming it as previous shows were airing, which is fair enough, but how about you just make a show that's got a short season? Yeah. How about you just sort of, was it The Walking Dead, I think, has gotten bigger every year. It started, yeah, was so. it started out 6, then 13, then was it like 16 and then 18 for season 4? Season 4 was the longest. It's like, how about you just sort of go, no, what, we'll do we'll do the Game of Thrones model and we'll do 10 episodes. Yeah. We'll make those 10 episodes as good as we can. I was actually watching um, a show on Netflix called The Writer's Room where they talked to writers of different TV shows, and they had the ones from Game of Thrones on, and they were talking about how the first season, they did it all, like, in one shot, and they ended up being, like, I think it was, like, an hour short of what it should have been for, like, the total length of the season, so they had to go back into, like, each episode and add just, like, filler stuff in for the first season to, like, make it actually stretch out to, like, ten full, like, you know, 45 or 50 minute or whatever episodes it ends up being for HBO because they were short. (laughs) 
So they just had to like add stuff into them to drag them on. That's insane. Especially when you think about the the books, because they are the most densely written books yeah. ever <laughs> conceived by the mind of a man. Yeah. Yeah, I started reading them now after watching Game of Thrones and burning through it. Um, I did the first one. I read the first one before the show aired. Um, I, had a, I had a friend who was like, oh, they're making Game of Thrones. This is great. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm like three books in. It's, it's brilliant. And he told me the entire plot oh, from wow. the start of book one until three. <laughs> Almost in one singular breath. But, th- but thankfully, I've, I've sort of learned over the many years of him spoiling stuff for me to just kind of tune out after a while. So there were little bits that happened that I was like, oh, yeah, I remember him telling me that. But for the most part, I, I got to go into it fairly blind. Yeah, uh, so I, I he gave me the first book and went, right, read that. And I read it and I enjoyed it, but I haven't gotten any further. I watched, like, I hadn't really watched it when it was on because it was just like... You know, a few months ago, I decided to catch up and watch. I'm like, oh, this is a big deal. I should kind of see what it's about kind of thing. Yeah. And so I didn't really, I knew, like, bits and pieces. Like, I knew about the thing with the Red Wedding, but I didn't know, like, you know, any of the characters or anything. The time I heard it, I just heard it was a big deal. And so when it came, I was like, okay, you know, I was still, you know, surprised by a little bit of it. But I knew, you know, that something happened, but I didn't know exactly what. But now going through... The books is kind of like okay, I can see you know how a lot of it follows pretty closely, and then some of it's different because obviously they can't fit everything into their seasons. But yeah, this is the thing that always get like upsets me about fans is that fans always get really excited when they're making you know either a TV show or a movie based on the property that they love, mm-hmm. but none of them ever want to accept that. It's an adaptation. Yeah. It's not the same thing, and you have to you have to give something up. Well, yeah, it can't um, ever be exactly the same because you're not going to be able to fit all that stuff in. Yeah. <laughs> I I used to go out with a girl who was uh, she was a big Harry Potter fan, like massively big Harry Potter. It's like I I grew up and Star Wars was my thing. Yeah. Her thing was Harry Potter. She was a few years younger than me, and she gr- <laughs> she grown up with it. She wasn't a child. It sounds like she was jailbait. <laughs> No, no, she was definitely legal. She, she, she'd already had her twenty-first birthday. Yeah, I'm not that horrible. Uh, but she grew, you know, she grew up with Harry Potter, and she always got really angry about the last two movies. And um, she's like, "Oh, the big fight at the end! It's like, where are all the elves? The elves should be there." I was like, "There's elves in Harry Potter." <laughs> Thinking, you know, Lord of the Rings elves. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Dobby should be there. It's like, oh, those elves. All oh, right, okay. Why? And then she told me the whole story of Hermione setting up the, basically the, you know, free house elves okay. movement and getting them fair pay and stuff. And she was telling me this, I was like, wow, that's, that's great character development for Hermione, but what the shit does that have to do with the overall story? Yeah. Is that I'm sure reading those sections was great and people who loved Hermione, there were probably great sections, but it has nothing at all to do with the fact that it's about this one kid called Harry Potter having to throw down with this other wizard who doesn't have a nose. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's the story. That's what you have to get in. Everything else is, is completely, completely flexible. You do not need to have it. It's like, I, I, I don't know, did you ever have the experience where you were in the cinema watching Lord of the Rings and there was the nerd sat behind you? It's like, oh, that's not in the book. 
Oh, that was different in the book. I didn't watch Lord of the Rings at the theater, and I think you only watched the first one because they are horrible movies. <laughs> they are horrible movies. <laughs> and the first one is the best one. They're just so long and boring. Yeah. I was and more, I guess, because it came out at the same time as, like, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, you know, Narnia came out, and I was more Narnia growing up than Lord yeah. of the Rings, so I was more excited yeah. about that. Yeah. See, I, I say, I'll say to you what I say to everyone else whenever I have the Lord of the Rings conversation. It's great up until Boromir dies. And then as soon as Boromir dies, they should have just ended the series. <laughs> because, because Boromir is the best thing in Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know, I got, I don't even think we watched the second one. And then it just always brings me back to, like, Clerks 2 where he's doing the whole thing about how it's just like walking. <laughs> <laughs> the first movie. Uh, <laughs> Here's the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And like I said, it was more because it came around the same time as Narnia. And well, the new, newer Narnia, because I grew up reading the books and watching the BBC series of Narnia. Yeah. So I was more excited about that coming out than Lord of the Rings. I never read Hobbit or any of the Lord of the Rings books or anything growing up, so. Yeah. See, I don't know how they've made the Hobbit boring, but they've made it boring with this movie series. They're just, they're so long. Yeah. Like, three hours is just way too long. Yeah, I, I loved The Hobbit growing up. It's, it, the Hobbit is the reason why I love dwarves. And whenever I like, whenever I play a fantasy game or I do some Dungeons and Dragons or something, I always play as a dwarf. <laughs> always. It's kind of, it's the unwritten rule. If there's a, if there's a chance for me to be a dwarf, I will always be a dwarf. <laughs> and it's beca- because of uh, Bilbo's adventure. But watching the movies... Oh, I'd much rather be doing anything but. But I'm, I'm, I'm the person who says that Peter Jackson's best film to date is Frighteners. That was a really good movie. Frighteners is a brilliant movie. And it's really underrated too. It is. And it's got the wonderful Jake Busey in it, whose dad yeah. was in uh, Gingerbread Man 3. Yeah, and they both have like giant horse teeth. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you would never ever mistake a Busey kid for anybody else, would you? No, their teeth are half their face. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. The Americans always say that British people have terrible teeth. Look at the buses. Yeah. <laughs> they are just teeth with people attached. Exactly. Teeth and then eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I think of, like, Americans making fun of, like, British's bad teeth, I just think of the Austin Powers movies. Because <laughs> he had really his little fake teeth in that, and then he goes to, like, the dentist to get them <laughs> all done properly. Yeah. And then which one is it now? There's one where he goes back in time and his teeth are terrible again. I can't remember whether yeah, it's the second one the or is one. it the third one. I think it's the third one. Yeah. Yeah, because it's gold member. Yeah, I believe. And he goes back for that. Yeah, and as soon as he gets back, his teeth are all bad again. Yeah. It's like, I, the thing is, is I, I, where I live and where I work, it's not a, it's not a particularly great place. Um, I, I always, do, I always like to describe it to my friends across the pond as I live in the Texas of England. <laughs> uh, ev- everyone's kind of a little backwards and some of them are a little inbred and they're not particularly bright. Uh, so I see some phenomenal teeth during my working life. I mean, you know, how you can survive with just like one at the front. <laughs> I don't know how these people do it, but they do. So it's they're like, like British hillbillies. Yeah, it's like that, uh, was it that episode of The Simpsons where the old guy works at the power plant, an old chomper. 
yeah. Just, he just opens his can with it and everything. That he's the one tooth that's going <laughs> to see into the end. And I was just, I was, uh, I don't know. It just gets me. It's like, I, I don't think I have particularly bad teeth. My teeth aren't great, you know, but they're solid. They're all in my <laughs> face. There aren't any holes except for one at the back, which I did have to have removed. But all the front teeth are there. They might not be all, you know, shiny and Hollywood, but they're there. They're in my face. Yeah. Yeah, but you, I don't know. I don't get why, they, 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 I don't understand why they want to pick fault with us. <laughs> so is it just because we used to own you? Is that all it is? Probably. Is you just upset about that? That's that's like it's my favorite picture from the last Olympics, where it's like the Queen just looking all grumpy, and the captions like, "Look at all the countries I used to own." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. See, this is why the British economy is so terrible because we just gave a lot of things up. Yep. We just like you know what we we can't really be bothered anymore. This this yeah, you can rule yourselves from now on. The fuck it. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I'm pretty certain if we'd have got an American lawyer, we probably would have got a better deal. <laughs> well, know. and it's weird too because Canada still has that like weird relationship with England, where it's like not really ruling us, but then we still recognize a lot of shit. And there's like um, the Governor General and our government who reports to the Queen for some reason, which is just crazy to me. Like, I don't understand that at see, all. See, <laughs> I, I see it is it's because you're the better country in North America, that's why. We have, <laughs> we have to have a close bond with you. Yeah. it's I don't know, it's just weird. And we still have, like, the queen on our money. So. <coughs> the queen's on all of our money, and it's just weird. <laughs> it's a weird relationship. But it's better than having a bunch of dead dudes on your money. Well, we still have some. Like, the first Canadian prime ministers and stuff. And then there's like <laughs> our new money, money, <clears throat> damn tickle. <laughs> um, the $5 bill has kids playing hockey on the back. <laughs> See, I want to live in a country where I can have hockey money. <laughs> the Americans always make fun of our money too, saying it's like monopoly money because it's all brightly colored. But, but, but the American to, money makes no sense. Well, the funny thing is we go to the States and everything's the same. So $1 bill looks like a $100 bill. Yeah. So if you're in a bar in the dark, you're trying to like, Root through and see what you have, so you don't accidentally give them a hundred dollars for a one dollar tip. Whereas ours, you can tell, you know, five's blue and a ten's purple and a twenty's yeah. green and a fifty's red. <laughs> it, ours are different. I, I, five is green, uh, ten is brown for some reason, <laughs> uh, twenty is purple, fifty's uh, pink. Uh, we don't have anything higher than that, but they're all different sizes. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, five five is sort of small. It's like, you know, almost a third the size of a 50, if you put the two together. So is it like, uh, as it gets higher money, it's like a bigger size? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, and it makes sense. <laughs> you can, you can, you know, instantly look. Yeah. And even if the light isn't very good, you can tell by the size of it. If you held up two together, you could tell the difference. Yeah. You go to America, that A, they're practically all the same color. They're pretty much all green yeah. or some tiny variation of green. And if you don't know who's supposed to be on what bill, yeah. you've got no fucking idea. Yep. Ours now, too, they started doing it where we have plastic in them, so there's a big clear plastic strip. See, <laughs> I remember seeing bills. that online when that came in, and I was like, that looks amazing. It's like currency of the future. It's weird, though, because they stick together really easily. So when you go to pay with them, the like cashiers will end up like, crumpling them up and then putting it back into their till so they don't all stick together. 
and it when they first came out it's really like if you get brand new ones that come from the mint from the bank yeah. then it's really awkward you kind of have to like really make sure they're not stuck together but yeah it's strange they're like really plasticky and then we have our loonies and toonies <laughs> or one dollar and two dollar coins which is always uh, so weird because I go to the States and then, like, we're so used to having coins for $1 and $2. Yeah. And then we come back from the States with, like, a big wad of ones. And I'm like, oh, look at all this money I have. It's, like, $10. Yeah. <laughs> it's all just $1 bills. Yeah. I, um, I've i got an uncle who lives in Canada. Yeah, he lives out in Alberta. And when he came over, he obviously had some Canadian money still in his wallet. And he was telling me that the... um it's the the American two dollar coin and the English two pound coin come from exactly the same place. Oh yeah, and they are they are opposite when you look at them. <laughs> this isn't yours? Isn't your silver on the outside and then like gold in yeah. the middle? Yeah, ours is the other way around. Oh yeah, ours gold on the outside and silver in the middle, and apparently it's because they come from the same mint. Weird. So then, like. The way they're popping them out and then jamming them back together. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't be surprised if you, they just start out with two coins. Yeah, they both get cut out and then they just. There's one guy whose job it is is to swap them over. <laughs> I remember when the Toonies first came out here, and there's this big thing with everyone trying to pop the middles out. So eventually, they had to be like, if you get caught doing that, you're going to be arrested, and you know it's a big yeah. felony for messing with currency. But everyone. No, was, like, we, we to had that out. too <laughs> when they when they first when the two pound coin first came in. People were like, oh well, the, you don't want any of them. So the middles fall out. <laughs> At first, of all, I'm pretty certain the middles don't fall out. <laughs> I've never did that when they made it. <laughs> yeah, I've never known anyone who's reached into their pocket and gone, oh, I'm missing part of my two pound coin. Does it mean it's just a big one pound coin now? <laughs> And then the, well, maybe it's like, and then the little piece that fell out, is that worth one dollar too? <laughs> or one pound? <laughs> and ends up being half of it. <laughs> people are just idiots. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all it is. It's, people are idiots. Well, with us too, there was this whole big thing when, like, we started changing over to the new plastic currency. So start with, like, the fives and then the tens. And then when the hundreds came out, there was this whole thing going around about how they smelled like maple syrup. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're not making the money smell like maple syrup, but it's this whole, like, urban legend thing that the $100 bills smell like maple syrup. <laughs> you know what? I'd, I'd happily have that as a real myth. <laughs> I'd, I'd accept that. I'd let people be idiots if that was sort of like a half-truth. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. Um, stories going around, too, about how, like, people will go to other countries with Canadian tire money and try and pass it off as currency. Um, there's Canadian tire here. It's, like, a big like hardware type store and yeah. hardware and tools and whatever. And you'd buy stuff and they'd give you Canadian tire money's change. So you'd get like a five cent, you know, bill or a 10 cent one that looked like real money, but it was like five or 10 cents. And you could only use it to buy more stuff at Canadian tire. Yeah. But it looks like real currency. And there's always talk of like people going to like other foreign countries in like South America and stuff and like trying passing it off as like Canadian currency to them. <laughs> and so like, you know, the five cents is really like five dollars kind of thing. Uh, that, that, that takes a certain level of balls. That, that, <laughs> to, to just, I mean, if you're going to go anywhere in the world, don't go to the continent that's full of drug cartels and automatic <laughs> yeah. weapons, all right? Yeah. Do it do it in England. We don't, we don't really have guns. Best we'll do is we'll give you a scathing comment and we'll not wish you a good day when you leave. Make your tea bad. Yeah, exactly. We'll, yeah, we'll leave the bag in when we put the milk in it. You know? Yep. Which, 
I, there's a guy I work with who, he, it's, I think it's his biggest fear. He, he stopped asking me to make him tea now. So I'm a, I'm a coffee drinker. You know, I have been for about 15 years now. Um, I, I don't drink tea unless I absolutely have to. And even then, if I do it, I drink it black. I, the making tea is just a skill that I don't have. You know, I'm just not very good at it. But he, you know, he'd be like, did you leave the baggie when you put the milk in? It's like, yeah. Like, oh, why? <laughs> What's the big deal? You, it looks like tea should look. It's like, yeah, but the milk takes the bag. I'm sorry, the bag takes the milk. So, what do you mean? It's like the bag, like the milk goes into the bag. Like, yeah, but I squeeze the bag at the side of the cup. Like, oh no, you're doing it wrong. I was like, well, make your own friggin' tea. Because if you want to get really technical, you're supposed to have your milk in the cup first before you put your tea in. If you, if you, if you want to argue how to make cups of tea, that's the traditional way to do it. You put your milk in first, and then you pour your tea into it. Yeah, I guess because you'd be making, like, tea in the teapot. Yeah. A pot of tea. Yeah, I think that's what it, that's what it came from. <laughs> I remember I remember seeing it on TV once. That's how I know it's correct. <laughs> they fa- they fact check things on there. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I, I think it's great if people are going to try and pass off this you know shop <laughs> money as real currency. That that's that's ballsy, and I salute those people. But if it, when you know when their body is found in the dumpster somewhere, <laughs> yeah. in, you know somewhere in Colombia. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's their own fault. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that story was pretty hilarious. I'd love to have the the balls to like try and pass off Canadian tire money or some other kind of like random thing like that as like our currency in another country. Although it's mm. funny because there's some places in town that'll sit like they say they'll take Canadian tire money instead of real money instead of it just being like Canadian tire. Like some local little corner shops will do it. Yeah, so you can go with her there with like a giant wad of the money instead of change which is kind of cool yeah because <laughs> you know what they, they're, they're going to get something back because ultimately that store's going to need to do something they're going to need to put up a shelf or something well, yeah, and exactly. it's paid for and it's still like it's still money but you can just only use it at the one place yeah you can't really use it anywhere else and i think it's funny too like locally here we've had a few actual like vinyl record shops open up in the last couple years and it seems like people are going more that way now. Yeah, we we stock vinyl as a company now. Uh, and it's grown quite a lot in basically a year. It's gone from like two or three titles to, again, like a 20-foot wall section. You know, we, we do a lot of money now on vinyl, which is ridiculous. And the great thing is I was looking on the... Uh, our, our uh, store computer the other day and tape cassette is making a comeback. What? And you know for wow. a fact it's because the hipsters started buying vinyl. Yeah. Now everyone buys vinyl and like you know what we're gonna we're gonna make tape cassette cool. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be the thing that we buy. There's fucking vinyl buyers. How dare they take yeah. our thing? We're gonna have tape cassette. And everyone agrees that tape cassettes sounded terrible. Yeah. The only reason people had them was because they were cheap. Yeah. And they were easily accessible and you could record onto them. You yeah, know? exactly. It's, it's like VHS. VHS wasn't a great medium, but it was fairly inexpensive and you could reuse it. Yeah. That's why people went for it. 
But yeah, you can now get new new releases, certain new releases, I might add. Certain new releases on tape cassette. That's weird. What that would, is like, weird. Who even has stuff to play them still? I, I don't own a <laughs> CD player. Yeah, right? I, don't, I, don't I don't own don't one either. One. Unless we count my PlayStation 3, but I've never put a CD in it. Yeah, I, okay. I think the only thing that I have that plays CDs is my car. I think that's it, because I don't even have an, a CD player anymore. <laughs> so I can't imagine, like, I don't have, definitely don't have anything that plays sets. Yeah. I, do, I don't know. It's, but it's, you can guarantee it is hipsters that are doing it. They're the ones who started this movement. And it's, it will be because people have started buying vinyl. Mm-hmm. Because people have gotten, you know, they've gotten into it. They've either refound their love of vinyl, or they've sort of realized that it is a good medium for music. Yeah. But I I just cannot... The reason that I haven't bought into vinyl is that I just can't handle the snobbery. <laughs> there, there are people who have been in my shop who have told me to my face that I cannot like music unless I have it on vinyl. <laughs> wow. Because apparently that is the only way you're allowed to listen to music. <laughs> and then when you come back with the rebuttal of, well, what about seeing the band live... That's when they go all quiet. Because they know that they've just made a stupid mistake. Because it's like, oh, well, I could go and get this album digitally on CD, you know, or like through like iTunes or something, and it cost me nine ninety nine. Or I could pay twice the price for something that I can't even take with me. Yeah. You know, I've got to be at home, I've got to be near my stereo, and I've got to be able, you know, basically I've got to be in the mood to stand up and turn it over <laughs> halfway through. This is the 21st century, people. I don't want to have to get up and turn things over anymore. I want them to do it them- themselves. And make sure there's, like, no dust or scratches or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, we, we, we started selling the brushes to clean them now. <laughs> and I, I, no, this is a thing of the past. Let's, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I'll be honest, the, the, the music that I like tends to be from a particular era and it has a particular sort of like fuzzy sound to it. And that's what I like. I like a nice analog sounding track. But I'm not so arsed that I need to have it through an analog device. <laughs> that, that is just too much of an effort. Crank up the old gramophone. Yeah. I mean, what's next? Am I actually going to have to hand crank the thing? Is that going to be the new move? You, you, you can't have a, right, you can't have an automatic gramophone. You've got to turn it yourself. You've got to be like an organ grinder. <laughs> yeah, I can see hipsters doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah, it's just, people are, people are dicks. People are stupid, people are dicks. There yeah. we go. I'm, start, I'm starting to get cranky now. <laughs> I get, I get hipster, like, about some things where it's not, not things like that, but it's where it's like, I've liked something for a really long time, and then it kind of gets more mainstream and oversaturated to the point where I'm just like, ugh, I don't even want to, like, see that anymore. And I want to be like, I liked this before it got popular. <laughs> and I, I don't know, it's hard for me not to do that. I kind of have to, like, not let myself say that to people. Zombies is a good example. Yeah. Zombies is just, so ridiculously oversaturated and mainstream and I've liked zombies since I was a kid yeah. and then it kind of hit that point a few years ago where it's like zombies are the mainstream now and everything zombie and when it's like hello kitty zombies and shit yeah. it's like there's a point where I kind of just don't really want to deal with this anymore the, 
the thing that gets me is is like I can handle I can handle sort of someone you know getting into something I like after I have is when they start telling me about it like I don't know. Yeah. That that's when I take issue when they start lecturing me and they I remember hearing some kids in the store once talking about uh, the Green Lantern movie when the Green Lantern movie was had just come out <laughs> and they were talking about how DC was racist because the original Green Lantern <laughs> was a black guy. Wow. And you cry a little tear. <laughs> I just I don't normally do it because you know I'm at work yeah. and I'm not I'm not allowed to go and lecture folks, but that really got me <laughs> just because because they, they were playing the they were playing the like the racism card. Yeah. They're like this this company's racist. I was like, this company isn't racist. Yeah. This, this well, maybe now, because I'm not quite sure what DC wants to do anymore. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> no, the, the original Green Lantern was a white guy. You know, it's like, read some fucking comics, you dick. <laughs> and it, it, this guy's like, no, the, the first one was a black guy, and it's John Stewart. It's like, he wasn't the first one. Yeah. And I got, I, I got my phone out and I had to, I got, I got out the internet on my phone. I was like, look, these are all the Green Lanterns that there were ever be. See John Stewart? Yeah, he's like nine on the yeah. list. He's not number one. And this guy's like, oh, well, he's still wrong. I was like, yeah, it would have been cool to have a John Stewart movie because Hal Jordan's a dick. Yeah. I, I don't know many people who like Hal Jordan, but he seems to be the, the lantern everybody wants to see, apparently. Yeah. I had a kind of moment like that. I was a huge Skew, Kevin Smith, Jay and Bob fan from like yeah. the beginning. And I was wearing one of my Jay and Silent Bob t-shirts to Starbucks once. And, I, and it was right after the Jay and Silent Bob movie came out. And the one she's like, oh yeah, Jay and Silent Bob, I love them. And I was like, oh, you know, you know, that's awesome. I like them too. Or whatever. And she's like, yeah, I love their movie. And I'm like, oh, which one? And she's like, oh, Jay and Silent Bob, you know, Strike Back. And I'm like, oh yeah, have you seen, you know, like Clerks or Mallrats or anything? She's like, Blank Dorito Red, no idea what I was talking about. And I just kind of had to walk away before I started yelling yeah. at her. Where she's going, oh, I love them so much. I'm like, you don't even know. Like, you can't even get Jane Silent and Bob Strike back without watching the other movies. Yeah. And it was just kind of like one of my, one of my hipster breakdown movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm fine with people getting on board. Because it's like, at the minute... There's no, there's been no better time ever to like comics than there is right now. Yeah. Because they're trying desperately to make comics that other people want to buy, so it feels like they're trying harder to make comics and make them well. Yeah. You know, it's the reason why you can't go a month without there being some new exciting image book coming out, or you know, something exciting going on with one of your beloved characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm all for people getting on the bandwagon. I, I love it. <laughs> I just spend most of my time watching documentaries about things I already know, most of them. Yesterday was good. I watched a bunch of conspiracy movies. So that was good. Because <laughs> I'm not paranoid and crazy enough. <laughs> so I need to watch conspiracy movies to kind of like make it worse. <laughs> yeah, it was actually kind of cool. I watched um, I watched one of those on Netflix and it was the whole crazy conspiracy of, you know, like... 11 and it was an inside job and all this shit and then right after i watched one where it was like where they talked to everyone in the government and it was like the complete opposite end of it where they're like you know we didn't know what was going on and this is what was happening as you know events were happening and seeing like the two flip sides back to back was kind of like an interesting way 
to watch them. <laughs> I just love how Americans think everything's a conspiracy against their against them from the government, though. Where they're like, oh, the government knows all this stuff, and they're all against us, and I kind of think like maybe the government hides stuff from you because you don't want to know what they know. And also, of course, <laughs> they know stuff. They're the government. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of their job to know stuff. Yep. Well, I always think that that's funny, though. I'm like, you know, they always talk about Area 51 and the government's hiding aliens and they're hiding this and that. I'm like, maybe they are. Maybe it's for a good reason. Because <laughs> if they told you guys, hey, there really are aliens and, you know, we have their down ship and their bodies down here, Americans would lose their shit. <laughs> There'd be like mass panic and craziness everywhere. And you know for a fact that they're probably hiding in, like, some penis alien, like an alien, <laughs> like in Prometheus. Yeah. Where it's, you know, he looks like a dick. Yeah. That's what they're hiding. Because they know for a fact, as soon as that thing's on camera, someone's going to make a sex tie out of it. Yeah, exactly. And then there's going to be a legal fight as to who owns the rights to the alien <laughs> penis. And it's, it's just going to be, like, one long thing after another. I'd rather than keep it hidden. <laughs> Keep the alien penis hidden. Yeah, keep the alien penis <laughs> hidden. If any aliens are listening to this show, keep it in your pants. <laughs> or if your face looks like a penis, wear a mask. <laughs> a human mask. Yeah. But, well, maybe not, because that... You just imagine a human face on the end of, like, a really long, long, thick, muscular neck. That's, that's, that, that's more gross, I think. And, um, was it Nightmare on Elm Street 3? Three or two, there's the one where, like, Freddy turns into, like, this giant snake thing. Yeah. And when I was watching the documentary of it, like, I guess originally it was, like, flesh-colored. <laughs> and they said it just looked like a horrible Freddy penis monster. <laughs> so, yeah, I can picture a human face <laughs> on the end would be kind of disturbing. I still, you know, every time, I, I've watched Prometheus a bunch of times, even though I don't like it as a movie. It's not a movie I enjoy, but I've watched it a bunch of times. I'll just keep watching yeah, the movie. I'm that much of a masochist. And every, every time she climbs into the machine to get the alien cut out of her, when she says cesarean, yeah. and she goes back in and she has to input it. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm sure she's just going to turn around one time and go, abortion! Abortion! <laughs> It was like, no, that's just a film, Matthew. <laughs> film is an abortion, not the scene. I think I watched it once, and then I fell asleep, and I woke up, and it was still on, and I was like, this movie is still on. I I had some friends. They, they, they don't work there anymore, but they, uh, they used to work with me, and they'd gone to the midnight screening, <laughs> and they, they were so excited for it. They, you know, they... They watched the trailer endlessly. They were going through it like frame by frame, trying to get all these tiny little hidden bits out of it. Wow. And they saw it, you know, maybe about four days or so before I did. And all they did was just badmouth it. <laughs> by the time I got round to seeing the movie, my hopes weren't particularly high. <laughs> but I, I, the, 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 you know, the theater went dark and the lights went down. I was like, right, clear my mind. Just sit down and watch it. It's just a movie. You've never heard anything about it. Just forget what they've said. And sat down, you know, 20 minutes in, and I was like, oh, I'm kind of digging this. It looks very pretty, you know. That cool space map was amazing. All right. And then it just sort of gets worse. <laughs> and it comes to the point where my favorite bit of the whole thing is that Idris Elba is there just to do it 
he shouts <laughs> the wrong. That's the only reason his character exists. <laughs> so he can get an accordion out and try and get into some white girl's pants. Yep. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm happy for it because I love it yourself, but I think he's great. When he was cast as Heimdall, I was like, yes! <laughs> Heimdall like a boss. I was really excited for him. And it's just, I keep watching it and just, so first of all, I think, why am I doing this to myself? Because this is just ridiculous. Yeah. And then I just think, oh, well, you know what? Maybe it'll get better this time. <laughs> maybe, maybe there'll be something in that I enjoy. It'll be that, interesting for a change. Yeah. It never comes. And I watch the bit where he tries to get it on with Charlie Theron. It's like, yeah. And then go, but the guy whose job it is to make maps gets lost. <laughs> And so how did no one realise that they got lost until all the others were back at the ship? Yeah. And why doesn't she say abortion when she gets into the machine? Because that wouldn't be PC. No, but having a giant <laughs> penis monster <laughs> is, apparently. Yeah, you can, you can put a penis monster yeah. in the movie, but you can't say abortion. A penis monster that jumps into a dude's mouth. Yeah. Uh, if you if you... If you sort of, like, make a gif out of that scene, <laughs> it's only one thing it looks like. Yeah. And it's not... A um, he's not a consented oral sexy. <laughs> I tell you that much. Yeah. Oh, Prometheus. Yeah, like I said, I only watched it the once. And right, well, you, you, you're you're currently winning in life because you've only seen it the once and you fell asleep. Yeah, and I woke up and it was still on. And I yeah. didn't understand why it was still on. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I've never fallen asleep during a movie and woke up and have it like still be on for another hour. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? Now I'm just remembering how long it is. Yeah. Why, why have I done this? To my, I've wasted so many <laughs> hours watching a horrible movie over and over. Ah. <sighs> At least French Quarter undercover. I only did for 45 minutes. <laughs> that was the rule. Yeah. <laughs> If, if you can stomach a film for 45 minutes, you have to watch it to the end. That's my 45-minute rule. That's pretty long, a, though. I'd yeah, say, like, but, the first 20 minutes. Yeah, but I think 40, 45, I think, is the... See, the 40 or 45 is the old Academy rating for what is a short film, because that's one reel of film. Yeah. And that's what they defined the short as. It's either 40 or 45. But we made it 45 minutes, because that was the time on the clock. <laughs> it's why I've never seen Battlefield Earth because that failed the 45 minute rule it shouldn't even make it past 5 minutes well we we toughed it out for a while <laughs> and then we were just like why is everything sort of at a funny angle and why is there so many colours on the screen and weird <laughs> filters and we just kind of gave up Yeah. I remember my brother was so excited for this movie when it came <laughs> out he, had, he went and bought this like special magazine that was all about the production of it Oh, wow. And he was super excited, and he was like, oh, man, look at the cast, and, you know, we were both big Barry Pepper fans, because we, you know, just watched Saving Private Ryan, and we were like, <laughs> he's the best thing in it, Barry Pepper's broken. <laughs> and it was just terrible. It's, I remember him getting Empire the month it was reviewed, and he got, I think he got a turkey, he was so bad, he didn't even get a star, <laughs> he gave it a turkey. Wow. He's just, he, he never recovered from that. <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty rough movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I but, like bad movies. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. It's like, how can, how can a, uh, I can watch movies that are worse yeah. than Battlefield Earth all the way through, but Battlefield Earth I couldn't stomach. It I think it's because, like, they know what they are, and they accept that they're horrible movies. Yeah. 
I think one of the worst ones, too, is we were watching, was it Shark Attack 3? And it was another one of those horrible Shark Attack ones where the point where, like, people were falling off of this cruise ship into the shark's mouth, and it was just, like, a still of a shark with an open mouth in the water. And then when they fell off the other side of the boat, they just flipped the picture of the shark to be facing the other way. And it didn't even close its mouth. It was just a, a still, like a JPEG in the middle of the movie. Yeah, the shark. shark is like, I'm sure that was the uh, brainchild of someone from New Image. Yeah. They, but, they, uh, around the time, they made a bunch of like big creature movies. Yeah. But that one, I, I think, was like the worst. <laughs> the, the, there's two things that I always think of when I think of these movies. The first one is Shark Attack, mm-hmm. where he's got the Discovery Channel logo in all the underwater shots. Yeah. Cause they could, they could afford the footage, but they couldn't afford to take the logo off as well. Yeah, so exactly. Just it in. Or crop it a little bit. Was, <laughs> was it Spiders 2? Did you ever see Spiders 2? No. Uh, well, I'll give you a quick rundown. Basically, the government, being all conspiracy again, are genetically modifying spiders on this oil uh, oil tanker <laughs> to make them into, like, biological weapons. Like, gi- they're making giant spiders so they can use them against their enemies. Oh, wow. And the- amazingly, these spiders get loose because they're <laughs> giant angry spiders. Yeah. And there's, there's one shot in the movie. You get a bunch of, like, aerial exteriors of, like, a big oil tanker that's supposed to be the ship that they're on. And then there's one shot where the spiders have escaped. <laughs> and you pull back and you think, oh, there's going to be some really bad CGI spiders that they've put onto this boat. They've got a tank and a toy boat <laughs> and some tarantulas. <laughs> and they put three tarantulas on this toy boat in this Aww. tank. And they filmed that. And it's such a beautiful... It's like the kind of thing a kid would do. That's so awesome. It's amazing. It's worth watching the movie. That's hilarious. Just for that one bit. My favorite monster creature one is uh, Sharktopus. Sharktopus was fun. Or half shark, half octopus. And yeah. it's like climbing on land, like a waterfall. Yeah. And it uses its octopus legs to like feed its shark mouth. Yeah, that's, <laughs> was, a, was, was a good laugh. I enjoyed yeah. Sharktopus, but Sharktopus felt like it was, it knew that it was a stupid movie. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot that I've seen that don't, and they take themselves seriously. Yep. And you just can't do it. When you're making that kind of movie, I think you kind of have to go into it knowing that you're going to have to just have some fun with it. Yep. It's going to have to be ridiculous. Yeah. The the thing that bugs me the most about those movies is when they go and they make them and they're just poorly made. Yeah. When you when you can't even get the mechanics right for a film, you should just stop. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, if you if you can make it so it's sort of, you know, at least, you know, technically it's well put together even if it doesn't have, you know, like great acting or a great script. Mm-hmm. If it at least has, you know, the elements of what a movie should be in it, then I can deal with it. But the ones that are just, you know, the terrible camera angles and sort of the footage is different from scene to scene <laughs> yeah. and, and you know they've not even disguised the fact that they're filming it all in this one guy's garage yeah you know that that's the kind of stuff that bugs me <laughs> so if it's at least made by a film crew and they've used actual like film techniques to do it 
it doesn't matter that it's a bad movie. At least they've tried. It's just it's not worked, you know? Yeah, exactly. But at least make the effort. <laughs> yeah, that 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 that's exactly it. Put the effort in. If you put some love into your movie, you will get a good movie out of it. Yeah. It doesn't matter it's, how horrible it is. <laughs> yeah. I've seen far too many of people who've gone, Oh well, you know, these crazy creature movies are really popular right now. Let's let's just make one of those. And yeah. it, it looks like they've thrown it together over a weekend. Yep. And gone, yeah, that's it, that's that's all you need to do now. Fine. And then they put it out and they charge you eight ninety nine for it. And people wonder why it's terrible. It's because <laughs> it's, it's been made on a budget that's worse than my weekly paycheck. <laughs> yeah. They've decided that they can do amazing things with it and they can't. Yeah, like even if you have a small budget, at least like go with what works for that budget. Don't try and overstep it and make horrible special effects and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just because I went to film school and these were the conversations that we had on like a daily basis, but if you've got a budget and it's tiny and most of your budget is going on locations and, you know, logistical things, which is what your budget usually goes on when it's a small budget, don't try and have like a huge CGI section in your movie. Yeah, exactly. Don't, Don't do it. Try and find another way. Because you'd be better off not showing this creature and have there be a really creepy vibe to your movie mm-hmm. than showing a really bad CGI'd creature, which is just going to look terrible and lower the tone of the movie. Well, and I think that that still kind of works because look at Blair Witch. They never show what it is, but you still get that creepiness vibe from it, and it was yeah. a super low-budget movie. I mean, I've I've only seen it the once, I think I saw it on on VHS when it came out. That's how long ago it's been since I watched it. <laughs> but I thought it was a great movie. I loved it's... it. I love the fact that you never see what it is, and, like, they're sitting there in the tent, and so you just have the camera in the tent, and the tent's shaking, and you hear, like, the baby crying and, like, giggling yeah. and stuff outside, and then they, like, run out of the tent, but you never see what it is. Yeah. that My only problem that I have with the Blair Witch Project is that it spawned so many found footage movies yeah. and they're all terrible. Yeah. The, I was really disappointed when I found out that Troll Hunter was a found footage movie. Oh yeah. Cause there's bits of Troll Hunter, which are amazing. That's a really good, like it's a good overall movie. Yeah. But wouldn't it have been better if it was not, yeah. if it wasn't done with the conceit of, Oh, it's found footage. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, what was it Apollo 18? Yeah. I quite enjoyed Apollo 18, but why did it have to be a found footage movie? Why couldn't they just make a movie? Yeah, exactly. And I hate them too because then it gives them an excuse to use like shitty cameras and it's all shaky as they're running yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, we understand that it's like found footage or, you know, this person's just using their whatever camera, but you could still make it like steady and stuff while they're running yeah. and we'll just have the illusion that, you know, yeah, it's their camera phone or whatever. Like Cloverfield. <laughs> Horrible, shaky camera shit everywhere. Yeah. I, I didn't even bother um, with Cloverfield because I knew that I'd hate it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> and there's like all the 800 paranormal activity ones now. <sighs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's just like, oh, the excuse is that they have, they're putting security cameras up in their home. So then that's like the camera angles for the movie and they just use the security cameras which was fine for the first one but when you keep doing it with every other movie now 
Yeah, I, it just winds me up. I, I, I like a, I like a nice fixed camera position. That's what I like. Yeah, I don't like the horrible shakiness. I mean, it worked for Blair Witch because yeah. it was like the first, and there hadn't been other ones like that. But now it's just kind of really annoying. And if I'm going to pay for a movie, I don't want to be made sick by the camera shaking the whole time. Yeah, I think that's it though. It's just that m- most people they don't want to. They don't want to try when it comes to trying to make their movie different. Yeah. They, they'll just quite happily go, oh, well, we'll have the sequence where we'll sort of turn the camera around really quick and it'll all be blurry and you're not be sure if you've seen something when actually you haven't seen anything because it's yeah. just like a mop that we put in the corner. Yeah. That's why I love the parody ones like Scary Movie and Not Another Teen Movie. <laughs> yeah. They sit there and make fun of them all. Those were awesome. <laughs> Um, the, the one I always like to pull out, who I think is a really effective horror movie, is um, Woman in Black. Yeah, that was really that, good. The Hammer movie, because you watch it and you know where all the scares are going to go. Yeah. You you know where they're going to fit into the movie, but they've, they've tried so hard to give it an atmosphere, to to make it feel like you're, you're Daniel Radcliffe and you're trapped alone in the spooky house. Yeah. It was made with such love for, you know, not only like storytelling, but just the genre of horror itself. Yeah, exactly. It was so effective. Like, it didn't matter that I knew that the camera was going to turn right, then turn left, and then when it turned right again, she was going to come out of the corner screaming. Yeah. It still got me. I still jumped in the theater when I saw it. Well, and that's like the hard thing. Like that's what I've been trying to find for a while is like a good scary movie that's not a gore movie or like a stupid, you know, jump scare one or one of those horrible movies. It's hard to find actual scary movies now that aren't just about serial killers slashing and like over use of blood and gore. Yeah. The, the, I found that the scariest ones I've seen over the last you know, few years have all been European movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the original wreck I thought was terrifying. Uh, the orphanage creeps the crap out of me. <laughs> the orphanage just broke me. I'm not ashamed to say it. It, re- <laughs> it re- really, really had a bad effect on me to the point where I didn't go anywhere near children for a while. <laughs> like if there was some walking down the street, I'd sort of cross over the road. It, it just, it got to me. But I think they've, they've got a, like when it comes to European cinema, and by European cinema, I mean cinema on the continent. I don't mean English cinema. Um, they they seem to embrace that vibe. They don't they don't feel the need to just show you something really horrible and gory. Yeah, they're quite happy to make you sit there and wait for something to happen, and then nothing will happen at all. But you're so tense that you're expecting it, and it's, that's what gets you through the movie because you keep you keep building up. Yeah. You keep building up this tension and you're like, something's gonna come out, something's gonna come out, something's gonna come out, and then it doesn't come out, you're like, but it's gonna come out. Yeah. <laughs> and you get really wound up and it get, gets you involved in the movie. Um, one of the, one of my favourite shots in all of horror movies ever is, uh, Pumpkinhead. Oh yeah. 
when they're all inside and they're all having the argument about how they should get out and how they need to leave and Pumpkinhead just walks past the window. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a subtle little shot because ca- I think the camera's moving around. Has been it's, it's basically panning around the entire house. Yeah. And someone goes up to the kitchen and you see it walk past. And it's not a blatant shot, you know, it's pretty, mu- pretty much secluded in shadow. You just sort of see the highlights of Pumpkinhead. Yeah, But exactly. it's so creepy. So fucking scary. Well, I think that that's what, you know, it makes things more scary that way. Mm-hmm. Like, slasher fricks are, are fine for what they are, you know. You have Jason and Freddy and, you know, you're gonna, ex- you know what to expect of them, but I think that the yeah. ones that, where there is that, like, the creepiness or the not quite sure what it's gonna be or they don't quite show what it is, is more scary than, you know, just some psychopath with an axe running around. Yeah. That's that's why I enjoyed the original wreck so much because it never it didn't explain why there were these zombies. <laughs> you know, it, it didn't. It was it was just like there was just a contamination in this building, and you were just kind of trapped in this building, and that's all it was. Yeah. The second one, they tried to explain it. Yeah. And I didn't like their explanation of it. It just seemed ridiculous. So I kind of fell out of love with the movie and the first one for a while. Yeah. I I don't really want to think about this series, but as time has gone on, I was like, no, the first one was still really good. And the first one was still scary as hell because there were times when all you were doing were hearing noises. Yeah, exactly. And you couldn't see anything, but it was... We've all had that situation where we're in our house alone and it's night. And you know all the sounds that your house makes, but you just hear the floorboards creak, and you're, what the hell's that? Yeah. And we've all done it, we've all gone around the house with something heavy in our hands, looking <laughs> for this intruder. Well, you know for a fact that it's just the house settling. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. But you go look anyway. Well, I think that's what makes those movies more scary, is because it's your imagination. Yeah. And it's the reason why Alien is such a great horror movie. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't see it until, like, the final third of the movie. Yeah. And it just lets you sit there and, like, think of what it could be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all you see is, like, a glimpse of it. And that's what's great. I remember there's a... Oh, what's it called, eh? Um I think it's called Mark of the Demon, or it might be Night of the Demon. It's an old, like, 50s horror movie. And it's, it's kind of like the ring. Oh, yeah. there's, there's basically a note, and on this note there's a curse, and it means that within so many days of seeing this note, you're going to die. And when you get to the end of the movie, you see this demon, and it was a decision by the studio. The studio said, you've got to put this demon in. People have got to know what it is that they're afraid of. And... All the way through the movie, it's re- really tense and it's got a really great atmosphere to it because you're not sure what it is that's killing all these people. And then you get to the end of the movie and there's just this big floating head. Oh, yeah. It's like this big, this big head monster that's got like six eyes and like a really big sharp <laughs> teeth. And it looks ridiculous because the, obviously the technology of the time. Yeah. There were very few special effects houses that did good models. Yeah. So it just looked terrible and it ruined the entire movie. If you can watch the movie up until the point where you get the reveal of the the monster, 
it's actually really good and it is really creepy but it's just it basically gets to a point and someone said no you've got to blow your load so do it now yeah <laughs> and it just ruins the whole thing yeah you know there's so many times where you know you've got you've got to a certain point in the movie and you've got the big reveal of the beast like, oh god why are we seeing this now now i know what i'm afraid of and i'm not afraid of it because i know it's just some dude in a suit yeah, exactly. Leave it until the very end, and even then, I don't think you should see all of it. I think that that's well, that's what makes it worse because it's nothing's going to be as bad as what you can imagine yourself. Yeah, that's what makes Precisely. it scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, when I read the book of Alien, I, I read it a few years ago. I found it just as terrifying as when I watched the movie the first time. I mean, it's, it's fairly close to the the movie, even though I think that the book was written before, um, that like the, both of them are fairly similar. There's just like a couple of scenes that are different mm-hmm. or play out slightly different, but just cause I'm having to imagine this creature, even though I know what the xenomorph looks like, I'm having to imagine this creature in my head and it was, I wouldn't read it at night. <laughs> I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it. I know my dad, he always tells the same story whenever anyone mentions the book of Alien, is that he bought it when he came out, and he stayed up all night, and he read it. He's read it from cover to cover. Oh, wow. And just stayed up <laughs> in, 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 in the, in the, you know, in the living room, with just like a light on at the side of him, mm-hmm. just like a little lamp, and that was it. That was his night. He sat up and read this book. I was like, well, that's fantastic, because I couldn't do it. And I'm, I'm a, I, you know, just like you, when you read it, I was a grown-ass man, too. But, no, it freaked me out. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I'll wrap that up here. Um, so, again, if people can find you online or want to find you online, uh, <laughs> see you yeah, complain. <laughs> yeah. Twitter's the easiest way to do it. Uh, Geek Without Fear. That is me. Jack's favorite Twitter handle. <laughs> uh, he says say so every week. Yeah. Um, yeah, you come, come find me. Come listen to me complain. Give me things to complain about. I, I always need new things. Agamon. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about this? Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, basically, I'm just training myself up for when I get to the age when I can just stick my head out my window and be like, get off the lawn, you damn kids. <laughs> well, thanks for being on. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. And complaining about everything you like to complain about. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as people don't fall asleep while they're listening to this, I'll uh, I'll, I'll gladly come back if you'll have me. I never get feedback in any of my podcasts, so I really don't care. I'll just keep doing what I want to do. <laughs> well, then that's even better. No one ever says, hey, that was good or hey, that was bad. Except yeah. people did seem to enjoy the time travel sandwiches quite a bit. And the animation that I made to go with it. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry that this one might not be as good as Time Travel Sandwich. I can make an animation of you just being cranky and yelling at people. <laughs> You're stupid and here's why. Yeah, I, I, I can dig it. You know, if, 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 you ever, if you ever need a holiday, you can just come follow me around with a camera. <laughs> we'll, we'll become internet sensations. It'd be brilliant. Of you just yelling at people for being dumb. Yeah. What do you mean you can't find A? Can you not spell? No. Well, then you're an idiot and you should go to school. Get out of the store. Yeah, I'd definitely have you on again to complain about things. 
Nice. <laughs> well, thanks again for listening. You can follow me online on Twitter. Sign out with two N's. The extra N is for extra awesome. And I'll see you again next time. That ticks this. Why?